that's all used. Hey! Oh, what? We have an issue on Facebook, but that's okay. Whatever. We're live. It's the side quest. Hello, hello. We welcome hello. you to... Oh, now we're live on Facebook. Check that out. Welcome to the side quest coming at you from beautiful and warm uh blimp over some part of the u.s in a not a, not a not an airship not a balloon we're in a blimp above all the horrible weather just trying to stay warm uh how's the weather over by you guys it's good it's nice yeah. over here hmm? yeah let's see what let's see what the temperature is it is 63 degrees oh yeah what about you, Taylor? It's blimpy. Windy? No, blimpy. Oh. <laughs> um, Is that good or bad? It's a pretty good sandwich. That's a good sandwich. Above average. <clears throat> uh, it's icy over here. Early freaking icy. Um, and I'm eating... Uh, sorry, Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. It is that season. So... Don't mind me. Snack question. Girl Scout cookies. Anyways, <clears throat> we're going to wait for JJ to show up eventually. We're going to get started. It's going to be a fun time on ye old side quest. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about gaming-wise. A <clears throat> little bit of news. Not a ton of news. I don't think there was a ton of news, but there were a couple bigger ones that I want to get to. Can't um, <clears throat> oh, I got some for you. Uh... And I'm gonna start with um, I'm gonna start with maybe the bigger. Oh, let me get the right link up here. Mm. Uh, the saga, which is still continuing. Um, mm. I'm gonna start with that one, and that saga, my friends, is the, Issue Activ- 62. the Activision. <laughs> <laughs> just just came out today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the uh, Microsoft Activision purchasing. Uh, Microsoft had a. Um, Microsoft and Sony had their in front of the EU courts, I guess they had to <laughs> state in their cases or something. I, Taylor, you know, this a little better than I do. Yeah. The court in the EU. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, hear ye, hear ye. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been in front of, or I mean, the EU legislative body is the going to be, uh, looking at this sooner and faster than the FTC is. So, um, many of the key players from Microsoft and Sony have been out there, or at least whoever is in charge from both organizations that each, uh, each company has decided is going to handle it. They're both out there. Um, I don't know if it's respective CEOs or, or, or what, but, uh, suffice to say last week, it was shoring up that Microsoft was going to make some kind of big play to, yep. um, make concessions or something to, uh, swoo the legislative body over there. Swoo, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, this is it, apparently. <laughs> a 10-year <laughs> deal uh, with uh, with Nintendo. Um, I, it says Xbox games. It, the, to be honest, the, um, the... I mean, you know, because this isn't like a formally penned agreement, it's kind of like the whole thing is like, what the fuck are they talking about? Kind of mentality (laughs) on it. It's like, are you talking about, we're going to bring a halo six to Nintendo switch? Like, what are we, what are we saying here? We don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, 
this is a general broad commitment to show how far Microsoft is willing to go to, you know, uh, assuage people's fears, I suppose. But, um, I, I mean, it's a pretty big one. I mean, they obviously did a lot of, uh, probably handshaking, getting uh, GoldenEye off the ground between the two yep. orgs. So, you know, maybe they felt or ham shaking is good too. Yeah, well, well, so they there are already a lot of Microsoft games on Switch. You have Ori, yeah. Cuphead, you have Minecraft, uh, like yep. 18 different Minecraft games, and you have, you know, uh, I while I don't think this is going to be any different um, going forward, I don't think we're going to see Starfield on Switch. Sorry, folks. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, I do think... It, you know, it would not be crazy... If for some reason Nintendo decided it's like we're gonna allow XCloud that could on be. the Nintendo Switch, they're gonna. I guess I bet you that Microsoft will let you play uh, Starfield streaming on the Nintendo Switch. There, I can see. Um, <clears throat> there, there are a couple good points floating around, and, and our, our good friend Grub mentioned this as well a little bit. In that, uh, you may not have XCloud proper. Uh, you may not have like XCloud by itself as an app. You may have the games individually. To be streaming so, on. PC. So I was gonna mention I was gonna mention that too. Um if I if my memory serves me correctly, some of the stuff that is already on the it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> uh, I was like, what? some of the stuff that's on the switch already is using portions of that backend to run game not necessarily what we know it is xCloud for Games Pass, because that is specifically running on Xbox and yeah. Xbox like Xbox like hardware to stream those games or at least to run them. Um, so it's not one for one, but um, that's what I recall in, in my brain. I, I didn't Maybe. look it up before we got here though. So <laughs> you have like resident evil two, that remake is on there. You have uh, yeah, resident evil seven. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, like what, what uh, is kingdom hearts three cloud running on, you know? I don't think it's uh I don't I don't it may be Azure but it may not be XCloud. That's what I mean. And that that's the distinction I'm making is that there's a strategic partnership that could be there between Nintendo and Microsoft but that's not specifically running a Game Pass environment on it. Damn DJ, oh, he's desperate, man. You yeah, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I know I know a phone screen share when I see one. <laughs> Wow, you're looking much more colorful right now, too. What, what, your phone is doing a good job, man. It's doing a real warm. good job. It's not warm. <laughs> Selfie cameras excel at one thing above all, and that's saturating the shit out of colors because our eyes thinks that it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, as we were saying, you know, we I, I don't know what streaming service they use, but it, it'll be, from Microsoft standpoint and Nintendo standpoint, doing these individually is a good way to get get that on there. Yeah. Um, but at the but, end of the day, uh, this is yeah. largely grandstanding. This it is, really is yeah. this is just big talk in front of people that don't aren't sitting there, like EU regulators aren't sitting there following the game industry of like I don't know how money games is Microsoft regularly bringing to the Nintendo consoles. Um, yeah. So we're gonna grandstand. We're gonna make you know big stuff. All of a sudden, ten year commitment sounds like a really big deal to people that didn't know any better earlier. Um, so that's you know that. I will, Makes it sound good. I will throw out one thing <clears throat> to uh, c- to say a 10-year commitment. I'm going to, and this is me completely assuming um, uh, from some You know what they say about assuming. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, you, but you need to do me. it to me right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, they may, t- 
to say 10 years, they may actually have, throw a number out there because 10 years could be we're going to do one game at the beginning and one game at the end. But I don't think right. it's that. I think it's they're probably working with Nintendo to say we're going to deliver five games over 10 years or we're we're committed to deliver, you know, not specific games. Right. Because development goes up and down, but they might say we're going to deliver this many games through those 10 years. And then all of a sudden, you know, Microsoft or um, <laughs> Minecraft counts as one of them. So yippee, yeah, exactly. we got one out of the way. There you go. You got it. Done. <clears throat> but um, no, it, it's it's with Nintendo. It's with NVIDIA. Uh, yeah. And uh, that was the other big one was bringing yeah. it to um, this was actually the um, the uh, GE Force Now was an interesting one because yes. it's it's a competing game streaming platform. Um you know, they were one of the ones putting up initially putting up um the they were throwing hands to Microsoft, right? Right. So yeah, I mean I don't uh, it was kind of odd. I mean, but again for I guess somebody somebody at Nvidia decided yeah. that it made sense from a business standpoint, it's like whatever they cut into it, but it'll string, still bring more people on. We onboard more people, they'll buy more stuff on uh GE Force now. I don't know. That's uh, that's they get paid a lot more than me to make those choices. So, yep. so that is uh, that's that bit of news. There was um, a couple other things I wanted to get get a hold of. There is a uh, PlayStation uh, State of Play happening this uh, week and uh, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> I bring it up because uh, today is a launch of the PlayStation VR two. <laughs> Which is it sure is eleven years to the day of the launch of the PlayStation Vita. That was also February twenty second. <laughs> really funny. Really successful. Both systems launch. will have about as many games ever launched to it, and it'll be about as successful, maybe yeah, less Vita, so. The Vita, ha- it'll be as successful. Yes, uh, the Vita actually had a lot of cool indies on there, and I think they're still. Oh, the Vita was great. Indies. Yeah, I love the Vita. Pop it in now. I'm sort of interested, vaguely, in the VR PSVR two. If got if you could plug it into a PC, that's. I will say I heard people Mother saying some really good things about Gran Turismo VR experience. The first that's was it GT Sport it. in VR was trash. Do you remember it that? Was. It, oh my god, that was nausea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I'd be looking. I mean, I I I'm more interested in it now than I was before but again i still have all these freaking vr games that i want to play are that i already own and none of them will work on this thing which is a total bummer and i don't want to so it's a one of truly the most bizarre yeah bizarre things that i've ever experienced like i don't i they could have sold so much hardware i don't understand how how you couldn't have tried to do some of them as backwards compatible i don't i don't understand it's so so weird it's so weird. Hey, Playland, how's it going? They, um, I mean, they messed up a next-gen like upgrade system. When that's true. Had a that's true. They botched the entirety of it. You're right. Like they really did. They said, "Hey, what is Xbox doing?" Okay, let's do that. So, I mean, Sony for the past five years has been haven't been making the best business decisions. <laughs> so, you right. Correct. You right. Jim Ryan, um, but they did say they're going to spend. You know, they're going to, I think they said there's 45 minutes, 16 different titles, five of which are brand new PSVR 2, PS, oh sorry, my PlayStation, God. 
VR2, right? It's called the VR2. Yeah, the, uh, they're going to have uh, five new games they're going to be doing at some point this year. And they're going to spend 15 minutes on Suicide Squad. Ugh. Oh, so, man, that's a lot of time spent on that one a, game, man. There's a lot of time to spend on the Avengers <sighs> game that's not the Avengers game. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, we'll see with Rocksteady's pedigree. I don't know. Um but uh, you know, there's <laughs> all right. There's 30 minutes on stuff that's not Justice League when you think about it. So that's actually not you know not bad. 15 games, 30 minutes each game gets two minutes each. So uh, I mean, I, I was telling the guys in the pre-show, or selling uh, Zach in the pre-show. I think we'll get Final Fantasy 16 here. Um, so I don't yeah. think, think so. Just, your cameras disappeared. So. That's okay. I did that on purpose. I'm fucking. All right. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> I see um, the last state of play. We got a we, we got a pretty big five minute long trailer. Yeah. For Final yeah. Fantasy 16. So like the only thing they need to show, which they don't even need to show, is like a gameplay showcase. Yeah. I guess. But like it does it doesn't need to happen. Like I think it will be radio silent until like the month or two prior and they'll be mm-hmm. like hey here's this i don't think we'll see any new trailers if okay. we do see a trailer it'll be like uh showing off like the difference between like the graphics or whatever i don't know something stupid yeah but, like it's not gonna be I'm just thinking like, about the fact cool. that they're, they're gonna go through 20 games in 30 minutes yeah the, i mean it's, it's, it's gonna be fucking 15 Nintendo games. does it. No, but 15 I mean, games, or is it 15 games, five of which are, are VR? Are VR, yes. Oh, okay. So it's two, so they're just slotting two minutes a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On well, average. I mean, Nintendo does that and they do they do mm-hmm. good. So Yeah, I know, but the same Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tom's reply, by the way, in our Discord. <laughs> I wish I could live his life. But... So the the joke, by the way, completely off topic. I'm going to stop sharing this for a second. Completely off topic in our Discord. Uh, a good old uh, side questing uh, adjacent friend, Tom Johnson, was asking us. He's like, oh, man, I feel like I've missed out on all the gaming. His, his exact words Are were. Are people still playing video games? He said, uh, he goes, it's 2023. What video games are cool these days? JJ says none. He says, all right, I'll, that sounds right. I'll, I'll check back in in quarter four. Um, and then we started talking about uh, Dead Space. And I, I brought up, oh, you missed all the hot games releasing just the last couple months. Dead Space, Metroid Prime, Persona 4, Persona 3, Colossal Cave, Age of Empires 2, Tales of Symphonia, Kirby Return to Dreamland. All the old games are back. Oh, my God. All the classics, all the and then Resident Evil Four is gonna be back soon, and uh, yeah, it, it's kind of a, it's a weird topic actually. Uh, it's a whole lot of remakes right now, remakes and and I mean, games. You're gonna be able to play Last of Us in a couple of weeks on PC. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching this show. Why would I need to watch it again? I'm gonna be watching. I've been watching it. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but uh, yeah, we're in remake and reissue central right now. But um, other news, speaking of somebody <clears throat> who's remaking a lot of shit lately, um, I'm going to share this because it's actually a fun one when this when this news popped up the other day. Uh, we're going to PAX East, right? Yeah. Last I checked. Four of us on here, plus Sam, maybe a couple other folks, you know, hopefully hopping in there. Uh, Nintendo has announced they're going to have a booth at PAX East. By the way, there's a party. Let's go join the party. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> gotta, gotta represent. Uh, now, 
what makes this kind of because it appeared in the exhibitor list the packs here go bam i'm gonna click the button here there's the exhibitor listing nintendo of america booth 1305 oh you can't even see it oh well <laughs> um <laughs> it's uh booth 13055 what makes it interesting to me is nintendo hasn't been to pax east in a while they did go to pax west last year and had uh, splatoon 3 as kind of their big game right jj because you were you perused their area over there yeah they probably had a bunch of like indies and stuff there too perchance but um <clears throat> this year they have uh they have a bunch of stuff coming out in the next few months right they have Tears of the Kingdom. I made that joke like, hey, it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. I actually don't think it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. No, it's going to uh, be Advanced Vance Wars. It's going to be Advanced <laughs> Wars. At PAX West, it was Splatoon 3, and that was it. That's big. It was only Splatoon 3, and yeah. it was out in two days. So right, like... This will be Advanced Wars, and it'll be, I believe, I mean, obviously some of the indie games that they've been talking about. Um, I'm going to say the Mario movie. They're going to be showcasing some stuff from the Mario movie on there. There's the like, rumors of a new Switch model with like Mario Odyssey packed in and some yeah. other stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mario Odyssey is is on the show floor playable or something. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling folks, don't get your hopes up too high. But again, they may throw out a Zelda statue. A Link statue, because that statue is floating around with um, Link in his arm, whatever. So that's been a few places. So I, I could see it would that. Be, it would be really cool if they did some, if they were trying to do some physical sales, but that does not sound like Nintendo's no, jam. So there's no physical sales there. There's no physical sales. There. But again, hey, uh, I'm gonna... one year, one year, uh, Nintendo brought a uh, Pokemon Center to oh, PAX yeah. where you could buy a bunch of exclusive uh, Pokemon gear. Uh, but so I the don't... Pokemon company is going to be there as well, and yeah. they they are going to have they're going to do cards and tournaments and stuff. But I believe they are going to have sales. So it's the exact same thing. If it's it's yeah. going to be the exact same thing that they did at uh, West, I'm positive. And yeah. it was just a giant booth to where you can like build a deck and play with other people sure, and yep. buy Pokemon cards and that stuff. Cool. It wasn't anything. Yeah. It was cool. It was, but yeah, that po- they weren't, there was no Pokemon video game, anything. And there wasn't mm-hmm. much to buy outside of cards that were sort of readily available anyways. So, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see them back here. And I, I bring it up because they're supposedly not going to be at E3. Um, who knows? Uh, we'll see. I, you know, we'll see. <clears throat> they ha- that hasn't been announced yet. I know Ubisoft did say they were going to be going to E3. That news Ooh, broke. Ubisoft. Um, uh, which is wow. interesting because... All one game that they have. Cool. <laughs> it's one game 15 <laughs> different times, right? They have uh, uh, like seven different Assassin's Creed games. Um, but uh, I think it, 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 we're in a really weird time for conventions and expos right now, as, we, as we've all said. People want to... A want to do their own thing, but also want to get back in. They do want to get back in front of the public, and I think Nintendo especially needs to get out in front and sell stuff because um, why? I'll tell you why. This goes Please. into other news that I have. Uh, is it showing up here? No, it doesn't show up there. I'm sorry. Um, so Nintendo is reissuing their OLED, their limited edition Splatoon OLED and Pokemon OLED. These are the ones that were. Typically, when Nintendo throws this stuff out, it's like it's you're, if you don't get it, if you don't pre-order it, you're not getting it. Um, 
they're reissuing these, uh, and I think part of it is not because they have new hardware or anything coming out, but their their sales numbers have been going down, and they need yeah. to try to get people to buy switches. And really, the man, they should really release a new one then, if that's what they want. <laughs> but they're trying to get folks to purchase as many as they can of the current edition switches, which they can kind of slide back into retail. Um, to meet their March. I mean, they have, it's end of March is their, is their shit, is their season. So, um, yeah, their, their year was that the yearly thing is their, their fiscal year. So that to them is important. They want to try to get as many of these sold. And that's why I do think that they are going to have new hardware later this year because they're, I've never seen them bring, I haven't really seen them bring old consoles back like this before. So, um, yeah, this, to me, this leads more creative and, to the idea that they may post a new uh, a new Switch later this year. And a lot of their games have been going on sale. And that's yeah. a sign. Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo yeah. never puts anything on sale. So when you see no. Breath of the Wild for forty bucks on the Nintendo shop, like you know, <laughs> they're, tr- they're trying to drive yeah. stuff. <laughs> and uh, Mario Odyssey was the same thing. Mario Odyssey was like thirty eight bucks on this on the eShop. It's yeah, they're trying yeah. to drive as much right What's now. What's Tropical and, Freeze and... at? Where's Where's yeah. Tropical <laughs> Sixty dollars. I will say, by the way, we have a beautiful uh, clockwise beard growth. Again, it's me down here. Above me is Taylor with a slightly longer, you know, bigger beard than to, than we got uh, Zach and we got. Jake it all, it all just goes. It all goes clockwise, baby. It always goes clockwise. Um, any other news, my dear friends, before we uh, before we get into all the bajillion games we've been playing? Evo. I guess we talk about Evo. Evo. The, the, yeah. They announced the, all the games that are coming to Evo. Yeah. Well, that and the cap and so capcom cup they recently announced that the winner oh, yeah. of capcom cup is going to get a million dollars which is like so yeah so crazy. this is the i, I saw it because i think we probably saw this, the general same general stuff which is the fact that like you look at prize winning distribution on the fgg circuit and the total <laughs> prize winnings of all of the people that have participated and oh, the numbers are low Abysmal. um yeah. you, you know because you know i'm a i'm a big dota 2 guy i watch a lot of professional dota 2 um you know obviously valve has really big uh pocketbooks when it comes to this stuff because of obvious reasons um so they have highly highly inflated some of the video game uh esports earnings uh figures uh by yeah. comparison but you know sonic fox i think is that was at the top of the list because of how many how many times he's placed so highly in so many different tournaments and he was at like 750k lifetime earnings um we're talking about top that's so i I, so i you know there's probably some data missing because fighting game winnings has been happening has been going on for so long um but you know the, the big money's only come in in the past five six years in fgc anyway well, um not even like even it hasn't even been big it's just it's just now actually catching up just, well yeah and and I, I guess i mean more like solidifying it's become more regular that there are yeah. earnings to be made um you know at, at all otherwise you know before that the biggest money that somebody was making was by doing um oh god what's the term for it when people like throw down money on a on a single match money um match. Yeah, on, on money matches. Literally, that was like the highest earnings were coming from one-on-one money matches. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call 
a match that you put money on. It's money <laughs> on a match. I don't know, money on a match. A money yeah. match, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. so Evo announced all these amazing games. I'm glad Marvel 3 is there. It's my favorite fighting game. Um, so I'm glad that that's back. Yeah, but, it's in the it's in the throwback slot. <laughs> it's in the throwback slot. That's my favorite. That that's the fighting game that got me into Evo like a decade ago. That's where I okay. first started to watch, and it's just like that's what hooked hooked me more than a decade ago now. But yeah, um, but they also announced that every game is going to have a minimum of like twenty five thousand dollar prize pool, which is huge. Wow. For these games that mm-hmm. you know especially like um, imagine imagine <laughs> i mean i mean i you know i'm only i guess i'm perpetuating the stereotype here but like imagine getting 25k from melty blood um yeah, like yeah. which awesome. i which you know i don't want to throw shade but like melty blood isn't exactly a mass appeal game like street fighter <laughs> it's it's the niche of the niche yeah but yeah so it's gonna be a good year i don't mean marvel versus capcom to playland i mean Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three. This this man um, is is twelve years old. He does not know what MVC two is. So yeah, it was like twenty ten is the first Evo I watched, which is still a lot more than a lot of people. So. That's true. Uh, yeah, kindergarten was really good. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three also came out before the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So Rocket Raccoon has a British accent. Yeah. And, uh, oh, nice. That's right. So good. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> no, that game is. Yeah, that's just what got me ingrained in the community, and it legitimately like just like changed the trajectory of my life so i love that game i think it's the best and i wish infinite was better but you know yeah it was yeah. not good <laughs> yeah that's it actually no i want to say something about the capcom cup so what's really interesting to me is someone made a point of like uh capcom putting all the street fighter skins into fortnite is probably the reason why they they have so much money to put in the capcom cup <laughs> It's a, it's just a funny little uh, observation. <laughs> Anyways, all right, good stuff. Um, let's get into some of the games that we've been playing. I think that's it for news, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough for news. Enough for news. more than enough. <clears throat> let's talk about some of the games we've been playing now. Uh, Zach has fun. Uh, or he actually spelled it in Cyrillic, so that's good. There's a reason behind that. JJ, Zach and JJ have been doing review games, yeah. like you wouldn't believe. Who? Um, meanwhile, uh, Taylor and I are just playing games that we find <laughs> fun and are enjoying. Uh, yeah. so we're going to go first. <laughs> the halcyon um, days of the playing games. Imagine, imagine being us. <laughs> imagine being us. Well, Taylor, why don't you go first? What have you been You playing? want me to go for it? All right, hold on. I'm gonna. This is probably going to fail spectacularly. But I'm gonna do. He's gonna try it. I'm gonna try it because you know what? Why not? All right, here we go. Don't trust this guy. He just bought this game this morning. I played like over over a dozen hours of the demo, so I think this counts. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's see. I've never I've never tested this before. Hundred hours, hundred and sixty hours. Just kept playing the demo over and over again, which I have done on some demos. I hate to admit it. Oh, we're listening to the to the live pipe in from uh, the the 
Theatre Rhythm on uh, the Nintendo Switch. Um, we're in the... Fancy 14. There is... There are, there are actually official streamer rules on, um, on the uh, Theatre Rhythm Loud oh, I can turn it down. I can't even, uh, what? Okay. Does that, did that work? Yes, yes. It did. Nice. Yeah, I've I've literally never. <laughs> I have this I have this four tuner thing for my uh, for my XLR, and I've never used it. Um, That's a good point. I got one of those too. I've never done it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Oh my god, it actually works. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I should have probably looked up the. Uh, the guidelines for it before I started piping this stuff in, but this is fine. This is from Final Fantasy XIV. Um, uh, theater, theater rhythm is a a very good, um, uh, you know, uh, rhythm game. Um, yes, it it's, is. Because it was originally it was originally arcade, right? No, no, it was no, always it was, it's always been con no, it's there always was been an arcade version. There was an arcade. Uh, there was there, an arcade there was version, one. But that's not the original version. Okay, Correct. the the, the yeah. original was on a handheld. Yeah, 3DS, it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's 3DS um, and use the stylus to do all the sweeping and yeah. tapping. Uh, they, um, you, like the flicks, flick, flick, hold. And the flicks like, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, God, that sounds terrible. I'm so no, glad we're playing this version. I know that's the, um, the, the curtain call or whatever they called it. Yeah. It had, uh, had button controls, too. You could switch okay. the button controls. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. Um, it's It's... They do a lot of interesting things on it. Um, they have this kind of, I guess I would call it like an RPG mode. Um, I forget out exactly what it's uh, what it's called. Um, like, yeah, I mean, they get, where you play through yeah. this, like the quote-unquote story of of each game, right? Um, yeah. And really, what it is is that they put like some locales um, and then some enemies that are consistent with that portion of the game. Uh, and then you kind of have to progress through it. And it's not generally that hard, especially if you're just clearing it on the lowest difficulty. Uh, but if you want to clear all the quests associated with those levels, um, you're A, not going to be able... It's like it's literally impossible to clear all of them the first time through. You just It just can't be done. Um, uh, because you have to... You, all of the characters that you bring actually have levels to them. Um, and so you're like, oh shit, I have to grind. Except that then you think about it, it's like, oh, grinding is like how you play a rhythm game because how the f else are you going to get better at it? Um, so there isn't there isn't any like this feel bad about, you know, grinding your characters because it's like, oh, I'm going to get better at the rhythm game that I have to play multiple times to get better at. It's just it's just very cons it's an easy flow of um, of how it works. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really fun. Um I haven't. I don't think I've cleared a. No, I've cleared one uh, song on the third difficulty. Uh, okay. It is. I, I find it to be very hard. Um, let's see what else we got. We got another good song here. Um, but yeah, the other nice part is that it has a really nice music mode on there. Oh, so yeah. as you unlock, but it's tied to unlocking the song so you, you know not the entire repertoire of the games are is not available from the get-go um you have to clear those uh, story missions clear that story version of the game to unlock those songs um and then you can go to the uh to the music mode and, and listen to all this stuff um, there's some other mechanics in there there's a way to get to collect summons you can collect some items to uh, speed up exp gain and that kind of thing um i'm 
sure that for most people that have played other uh, theater rhythm games, it's probably like, yeah, we know with all that stuff. Well, I didn't, so sit, sit tight. Um, <laughs> hold your horses. Hold your yeah, calm down. But yeah, it's um, it's really good. Uh, the there's a huge track list for Final Fantasy 14, and uh, that's the only thing that matters. Can you listen to the music only while watching the events without playing? Um, on YouTube. No, yeah, like that, so. I think there is. I think there is a uh, mode that's just like track mode. Or yep, something. I believe so. Well, yeah. So what do you mean? What do you, I mean? What do you mean? I mean, like there's so there's a few different things. There's full practice yeah. mode where it will never it will never quit you out of the song. Um, yeah. you, it'll still take your inputs, um, uh, but it will never fail you. Like you don't lose health, but you also don't get scored on it. Um, so if you're just trying to like lose it, or if you're just trying to like you know, like Listen like what we're watching right here. If you're just trying to like figure out the flow of the song, where the uh, where the button presses are, you can just do that. Um, or like I said in the menu that I'm playing this from uh, right now is just as you unlock songs, you can just listen to them. There's actually similar to how they did it in Super Smash Brothers. There's an option to like put it to sleep, and it just basically MP3 players the Nintendo yeah. Switch. Um, which is pretty nice. And once I unlock more songs, I will probably make use of it. And there's, there, I think there's a pretty neat unlockable, like where you can like unlock a cards that like kind of give you a music video about like giving yeah. you the whole story of the game. Yes, it's, it's and I have neat. not gotten one yet. Otherwise, I would have probably gone to more lengths <laughs> to try and share um, like portions of the video of it. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, from the heavens like is you, so good. Yeah, if you put, like clear like Final headphone. Fantasy V, they give you a Final Fantasy V music video. It's pretty. It's yeah, pretty it's cool. um, it's really neat. Uh, yeah. you get you get extra character unlocks when you finish a game story, uh, story path, and I'm sure lots of other stuff that I haven't found out yet. So it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a good like historic. It does a good there. job at like appreciating the history of Final Fantasy. I like it. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say the uh, there's a bunch of DLC that's coming out for it, um, going into the kind of not core Final Fantasy properties um, that are not out yet. Uh, there's was it like 360 tracks in the base game, uh, and then 500 something if you include DLC stuff that has not come out yet, uh, but but will. And I, I one thing I noticed was not there was Kingdom Hearts, although there are two sets of dlc which have been have not been announced yet i would with how many different things are in there and right now i would be like really surprised to if kingdom hearts <laughs> is not one of them they just like would it just seems so bizarre to me to not use kingdom hearts but you know whatever that's it's their game uh the other thing i've been playing is uh well, first of all, i can see them putting out a they already did a kingdom hearts game like sort yes of, like, they, they, they did their own rhythm game their, their own take on it but i would love to it's see the same them put team, out a, too. yeah it's same, yeah i would love to see them put out a kingdom hearts style <clears throat> a kingdom hearts game in the theater rhythm style yeah. and really kind of mm. dive into the disney side of things the oh yeah that'd aspect. be good that'd be really cool um and then i do man i would love if uh if it came out if the if the dragon quest version which was out on Oof. 3ds and never came to the u.s but man, I would freaking love that because Tale as so old as time. Yep. <laughs> let's make it. Let's make it. Well, then ask how much did basically how much did you spend on it, Zach? <laughs> what on the game? 
you because you're with all that DLC, baby. Yeah, yeah, I spent the one. I spent the one hundred dollars. Oh yeah, on. I, I, yeah. I bought the. I bought the hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I did too. So here's the here's the cost breakdown. <laughs> it's 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 well. It's, so it's it's fifty bucks for the for the core game. There are twenty seven tracks which are exclusive to the digital deluxe or the digital deluxe premium, uh, which is the hundred dollar one. Um, the deluxe version gives you. The 27 exclusive and then season pass one, which is 30 songs, right? Yeah. Five, five packs, 30 songs, something like that. Yeah. Each season. So there's three season passes planned. Each one's 15 bucks. Um, so if you were just, to, if you were going to say, okay, whatever, I don't need this exclusive version of the exclusive 27 songs. I'm just going to buy the base game but I really like all the DLCs. I'm going to get all the DLCs. That's $95. So the other option is to spend five extra dollars and get also the 27 exclusive tracks. Um, I, you know, I played enough of the demo to know that I was going to want to play uh, this video game and also have a lot of Final Fantasy music all in one place. And uh, so that's what I went for. This is the oh, man. It's messed up, man. It's kind of, it's kind of messed up. I'm just saying, um, to how many times are they going to do this and not bring it to the US? It's it's so it's so Even Dragon Quest 10, which I understand it's definitely not as big obviously obviously but bizarre choices, I man. That would have that you still would have had a, a pretty good fan following in there. I, it just looks great. I love, I love that look. Yeah, so do yeah. I. Oh, and, and there was this part, dude. You could actually walk around the overworld in a way with uh, it's so good. Theater rhythm games are great. Uh, it's Square Enix hit a home run with these suckers. And I, I'm glad you're finally getting into it because um, I've loved this series and I've loved the designs of these. And- yeah, I actually I have played one of the arcade uh, versions of it, okay. which I think, which is funny to have never. I didn't play <laughs> any of the other games, but the one in arcade I have. Um but uh, but anyway, so other than uh, theater rhythm, uh, I I played a bunch more Returnal, oh, nice. um, made it to the second biome of that of that video game. Um, uh, but to be honest, it's uh, the only time I've really had to play games is at night, and it kind of gives me the spooks a little bit. Um, <laughs> Ooh, and okay. and I don't like playing. I like it also like, but it's also because it's really fast paced. Um, it gets uh, it gets blood pumping a lot, and I really don't like doing that. At like, you know, like, my game time yeah. starts at nine p.m. and yeah, yeah. the last I really I I, I can't pump. Like, my, and I want to get to sleep. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and, and I want to go to sleep, so um, I really can't uh, just pump my adrenaline up at, at past nine o'clock. So <laughs> it's been it's been tough to to fit in a lot of time for it, um, but it's it is it is very good. Um, I would. There are definitely better roguelikes, I think. Um, sure. But this this is it's a very interesting game. Um, it's different than most stuff. Um, it feels sometimes a little too big, but at the same time, I don't know. Like the spacing of everything is a little weird. Um, the The rooms are large. Sometimes it can take a while to traverse stuff. They do combat that with uh, with some teleporting and stuff like that, but I don't know the the scale of things sometimes feels a little a little strange. But I also haven't, you know, I probably about 
four to mm -hmm. six hours in that total uh, so far. But yeah, I'll keep coming back to that. That's good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. What I've been playing is uh, I never, I had, okay, two things. I never finished Last of Us originally. So I'm chipping away at that because I want to get that done before the series is over. And they throw the freaking loop where the uh, the first game's DLC is, uh, is the first game or second game. One of the DLCs, that's the next episode. Sorry, spoiler. But that's what they're focusing on, which I haven't played uh, that either. So I'm a little bummed, and uh, I definitely won't be able to get to that. But that gives me another extra buffer week to try and catch up. There is four episodes left, <clears throat> Connie, this weekend. So um, I'm spending. Oh yeah, I'm spending a ton of time. I've already told myself it's like I'm knocking where, out. Where are you in the video game? I'm not gonna. I'm <laughs> not gonna say because I the again the way I play video games. You guys know me. The way I play a 25-hour JRPG is 180 hours for me, so I'm not going to bother getting into that. I'm in. A, I'm like walking because <laughs> he knows we're going to make fun of him, right so now. he's not going to do it. Come yeah. on, where are you? Um, I don't know how long you play the game. I'm going to talk you? about the next next game, which I've been playing. Where are you? Uh, where another are you? Cin a cinematic. Where are you? <laughs> I never played Citizen. I never watched Citizen Kane, right? But okay. what? now, um, apparently, Citizen what is this segue? Kane, Citizen Kane is I know in where HD it is. now, and here it is. Citizen Kane is in HD, uh, Metroid Prime oh. remastered. Um, yeah, holy shit! They made <laughs> the this. The segue game. sucks. It's, it's the Citizen Kane. It's the Citizen Kane of video games, right? That was the the funny yeah. story. Anyways, um, God, this game is so fucking good. It ah, getting back into Isn't it. Isn't it great to play it like oh. a normal ass game? I will one? say, I I. Yes. I I am I am interested yeah. in it because actually I bought the trilogy on the Wii Shop mm -hmm. within the Wii U. Yes, because I because because I, I never because yeah, I never yeah. owned the I actually never owned a Wii, um, yep. and uh, I played it for like forty minutes and was like, sure. eh. well, it, <laughs> I never it, went back. There are four <laughs> different control methods within this within this game. There's um modern which is you're playing it like any other fps and a twin stick with, with the twin stick though. then there's uh motion like Wii style motion pointer. like and then you have to what you have to use the uh joy, joy cons for that joy -Cons, yep then they have a hybrid which is essentially in between it you use the sticks but then mm -hmm. you're also using motion controls to kind of uh, do adjustment stuff so splatoon did that it's it's fantastic if you're playing a multiplayer game it's eh, if you're doing a, a single player game, so I wouldn't recommend it. And then they have the classic controls, which is the GameCube ass GameCube controls, which again I wouldn't recommend um, because you're basically moving like a tank. Uh, but this so bad. This is the obviously the best controls. Um, it's so freaking good. I uh, visually the stuff they did. So this is this is going to be the metroid prime 4 engine. i think they decided that my thoughts are they were probably just going to push these three games out and they said let's fucking redo the original metroid prime game in the new engine and uh, try to get it up and running and get get a, affiliated with it and understanding of the engine how we can do and it works it works so well it's beautiful um it's god there are this game and Mario Kart 8, <clears throat> which are two old-ass games, are the two best-looking games on the Switch. And it's totally fine to say that because it, they they look beautiful and it plays great. Uh, 
yeah i am so what do you think are they going to take are they going to take seals numbers here and make decisions on the direction of two and three no two and three they're just they're just going to support those over i think okay two and, two and three will get modern controls but they won't get like a full remaster like this they, no, they might they might get some polygon counts yeah. up and stuff like that at, at mo- they'll do like what they did with the uh the the mario 3d all-stars which was very minimal work very minimal work to improve the controls and just kind of clean it up for hd as opposed to just uh, the sd version that that was out on the wii um yeah but you know i and that that'll be fine i think that's not those aren't as important and this original metroid prime was important to get uh to get up there so it's great it's phenomenal just, uh, just going more... around scanning everything just scan, God, scan i have scanned scan. everything <laughs> that the initial portion which is you're on the ship and you're investigating why all the space pirates died and all that kind of stuff um uh you get on the ship and it's literally the whole thing is maybe 10 minutes you can speed run through that um in like uh yeah it's only the first metroid um uh no it's it's definitely not all three no those will come later um but uh you can speed run through that first area if you don't bother scanning anything you can speed run through that whole first area in like four minutes um i've spent 35 minutes in that area because i tried to scan every fucking thing in there again you know me i get lost in the details of this shit and it was perfect it was fantastic i love the game um God damn it. They got me in with the it <clears throat> again, another shadow drop of another fantastic game, which pisses me off because here's what is even worse off for me. They shadow drop this game, uh, hi-fi rush style, but I like physical yeah. carts because I know <laughs> what happens now with digital shit. We're losing access to a lot of older digital games all over the place. Um, uh, I had to get a physical physical version which meant I waited a whole freaking week after everybody else who was playing this, and it gave me the worst FOMO uh, of a gamer. <laughs> that all you guys are you, playing this, and I couldn't play it digitally, but I wanted the physical version. Did you see, have you been to eBay to see what's going on with this game? No, it's, it's being scalped. Crazy? It's being scalped the hell right yeah, now. Yeah, every God. there's there's a hundred and ten plus. Oh my bucks. lord! Yeah. That's yeah. insane. That is absolutely bonk. It wasn't I because I picked it up from Best Buy today, and when I asked him about it, I'm like, "Yeah, do you guys have any physical copies?" The guy's like, "No." I'm like, "All right." And and when he went to reach back and get my copy, he slid the wall open, of the sliding door open, and there's a wall of Metroid Prime HDs with all the sticker, everybody's name on there. I'm like, "Holy shit!" He goes, "I've never seen it like this." The guy was telling me, he's like, "I've never seen it like this before with the game pre-order." He's like, "This is absolutely insane." I'm like, "Really?" So yeah, it's uh, everyone loves this game, and I think it's good. It's for amazing how form. like, like Metroid is their American game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is, and I don't I have no idea how this is gonna do in Japan. I don't even think it'll be. Man. I don't think it'll pass Pokemon for the first week sales wise. I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, Metroid Prime, loving it, uh, loving it, loving, loving it, and. Uh, I'll be <clears throat> my beat a game a month thing is in jeopardy um, because Metroid Prime and Octopath Traveler launches on Friday. And uh, God, what a freaking these last two months, especially this hey, this month, it's nuts. 
It's not our fault you didn't beat The Last of Us a decade ago. When it came <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, you didn't you beat it the, the first time it came out. You didn't beat it the second, the second time it came time, out. Or the, the third, third time. time. Or the third time. <laughs> or the fourth time. But now I'm going to beat it. Uh, Zach. I think, no, oh, I think it should be me because okay. I think Zach's going to go deep in the weeds on what okay. he's been okay. playing. And my three games are a little more uh, simple right. straight. Go uh, ahead. Three, three. Uh, uh, my three games. Uh, first up, I will talk about uh, Ninja Jaja Maru-kun. Um... <laughs> Great thing, great thing to hear me say out loud. Uh, uh, it is a... I'm loading I, up I the trailer know. for this, my friend. Keep going. Yeah, so it's got a weird release because it's a new game, a compilation of old platformers, and, and a compilation of some RPGs. And they're all independent from one another, but they came out at the same time. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, and I think there's a bundle that has the retro games and mm -hmm. the new game, and then there's a separate one with the RPG. It's uh, it's it, it, it's 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 interesting. Uh, that's I'm, what this I'm company... looking for. This, by the way, this is insane to try to get this. Yeah. Uh, keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, so uh, the, the new one is oh boy, it's got a name: Ninja Jaja Maru-kun. The Great uh, Yokai Battle. Great Yokai Battle Plus? Yeah. What are you uh, talking about? <laughs> you, you want to see the wrong I'm podcast? About? I'm going to play it. All right, get ready. Here, I found the video. Uh, oh, yeah. It's Ninja Jaja Maru, uh, The Great Yokai Battle Plus Hell. Um, <laughs> it is. It is a game that was apparently very popular in Japan by Jellico. Uh, and it's kind of like the original Mario Brothers, the not Super Mario Brothers, but Mario Brothers, <laughs> mixed with Ice Climber. Um, wow. And it's actually like super fun. I've never played this game before. I never heard about this game before. Um, before they sent me the email saying, do you want to try this game? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, it's There's not much to say about the game itself other than like, it's a very simple action platformer arcade game, I guess. Um, it's like Mega Man. I was going to say Operation, uh, yeah. whatever that one was from, that looked good. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one that looked like Mega Man. I don't know. That looked all right. Yeah. Uh, so we like this this one right here, this uh, Great Yokai Battle game is the one they want you to sort of focus on because it's the new one they made this one oh it's all look new to me it's not it's not a remake and it's got a lot of like crazy like unlockable. so they went like hardcore retro look with this guy yeah yeah um interesting it's definitely like doing stuff that you wouldn't get out of an old nes or something but it's definitely going with that style and it's a fun little game with lots of unlockables uh, lots of characters to unlock and play as, and like uh, multiplayer. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. Go figure that the arcade game is multiplayer. Um, but Taylor, like, what are you eating, dude? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and then you got the original Marukun. Okay. Yeah, and then you got a retro collection of I think like eight games. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four, six games. Six games. No, 
Five games? Five I guess games. five games. Five games. Okay. Uh, all of them with the... Okay, there's three NES games, a Game Boy game, and a SNES game on this collection. Okay. Um, Ninja Jaja Maru-kun or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it, man. It's... Uh, <laughs> uh, they, it's Jaja. not like they say it. Yeah. Uh, uh, is basically just the dumbed down version of the of what the new game is sure. um big adventure is more of an uh action game which would be uh the 1986 mm-hmm. game you see right here yeah um I, that that one was actually way more fun than uh <laughs> um the, main, the original world. main game because oh, it's okay. like a nice little uh, there's 1990 that's uh so the game boy game they did something cool where they you can play the original game boy game but they also colorized it so there's that's like a milky DX. way is that what this one is yeah operation milky way that wow. one's uh that one's the nes that's an nes game oh is it so it was the the great world adventure is the game boy the game. great world adventure is a game boy game interesting but it has the original one and a dx version where they colored it specifically this for DX this collection. Version. It Got didn't it. have a DX version prior to this collection. So they colored it just for this collection. And it's and this it, is the Mega Man looking one, Operation Milky Way. Operation Milky Way is the Mega Man one. It's definitely the best one of the collection okay. by a, a significant amount. Because uh, it, it is a Mega Man game. And this game is the Super Nintendo game and it's not good. Uh What's interesting is that that looks really good for an NES game. That's this the Operation Milky Way. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it just it just like if we're just talking about NES game visual fidelity and over yeah. like I don't know, it just it looks really it looks really yeah. good. It, it's yeah, it looks like a modern like so, indie game. Yeah, and it's, it's the tail end of the so NES. We're looking at like later yeah. in the NES life cycle at this point. Yeah, ninety-one. Way later. Yep. Yeah uh again yeah, look, none of look. these none of these came out in america oh, okay um so these Lost are purpose. all so these are all brand new to america localized you know they haven't had english to, one of them was relate was released i think the original game was released in europe and it was released as a sequel to an unrelated game okay. it's called like ninja 2 in europe but uh <laughs> the only thing missing from the collection is uh there was like of PlayStation and Sa- uh, Saturn game hmm. that was made, but they didn't put that in this collection. I wonder why. Hmm. Uh, um, and then the next collection was an RPG collection, and I'm going to be honest with you, didn't touch them. Uh, they didn't even want me to. They 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 wanted me to just talk about the uh, Great Yokai Battle, which Got it. Of everything in the set, the Great Yokai Battle is probably the least interesting of them because mm. it's just sort of like a modern take on the original game, uh, which is fine. I think it plays really well and is a great little action um, arcade game. But the retro collection, I think, is 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 more interesting because they've not been released in America before, and these are apparently super super popular in Japan, or at least mm. were. Um, but they just didn't exist outside of the NES era. Like, like there was a Super Nintendo game, but it's just so far removed from what the franchise was. At the sure. you can see, it's like Kirby, where each one of these games is like its own different thing. Sure. Um, yeah. It's just more of a mascot for Jellico. Um, So, yeah, I I really thought this was as as a person that likes um, 
retro games, obviously, uh, and sort of you? like the, yeah, right. In this economy, um, in this economy, <laughs> um, person that likes retro games and a person that likes the sort of preservation of old games and stuff. This it's not a fancy set by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, the retro collection is bare bones. There's no special features. It's just a menu with some games. The special feature is the fact that they went back and colorized the Game Boy game. Okay. Um, which is above and beyond what you would expect from them. I've been pretty critical about these in-in collections in the past because they're incredibly expensive and they're incredibly bare bones. Uh, and this isn't much different, but I think because these are all new to us, mm. uh, it, it's it's a different situation. These are first time, this will be first time experience to people who aren't uh, inherently online. Uh, like if maybe you downloaded some ROMs or something at some point, but like for the most part, not, by and large, not me, not me. No, I didn't know about this game's any of these, uh, until no. I, this came into my inbox. I so it was heard nice of them, to, but never beyond yeah. hearing the names. Yeah. So it was nice to sort of see something new uh, and something classic and something that was well-made. They're all well-made. Uh, so yeah, uh, they're. The needless again, I think the major problem I have with a lot of these are um they're kind of needlessly expensive. I mean, like every time they do these, it's like here's the uh Space Invaders collection that they put <laughs> out, that invincible collection that was like 50 bucks and you just got a bunch of Space Invaders games or whatever. And it's kind of the same way, like it's like 30 bucks mm -hmm. per set or like uh You'd have to look it up because I can't. I I got a switch code for these, um, but Inin also runs strictly limited games. That's sort of the deal. Oh, with I didn't them. know they ran. Okay, they ran. That. Yeah, it's the same company. That's why. That's why they're priced this way because they're also selling physical editions, but they don't change the prices for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so this is available on the Switch and the PlayStation Four. Uh, you could go to Strictly Limited and get physical versions of them now. Uh, they're available now on the eShop and the PS4 um, store. But um, uh, I know they wanted me to talk more about the uh, Great Yokai Battle Plus as compared to everything else. That was the focus. Okay. But unfortunately, I just don't think it's the more interesting of the set. I think it's a great, it's a fun game. It's well worth checking out if you if it's if you look at the footage of it and see it like i could because there's not much to talk about gameplay wise it is just it is ice climber slash mario brothers it is the same mm -hmm. thing you uh you have enemies that come onto the screen and then you're jumping up and you need to like flip them over basically to like knock them off the screen or jump underneath them at, at the blocks and, and to get rid of them and stuff i mean it plays like mario brothers um, just with a ninja slant. So uh, I, I think as ter in terms of like uh, a high score-a-thon kind of thing, classic multiplayer in particular, like this is a really good multiplayer game because it has that sort of thing that the original Mario Brothers had where you're trying to s beat the other person to the points. Uh, you're all going for the same goal. So, uh, and, and it's not like you've got two separate screens. It's mm -hmm. you're sharing the same screen going after the same enemies. So, um, yeah, uh, overall fun package, but uh, it's hard to recommend it to anyone other than sort of hardcore, like 
80s game fans, honestly. So, yeah. sure. All right. uh, the next one is I don't know how to pronounce it again. This is another <laughs> one of those weird ones, but I'm pretty sure it's just Aka R. Aka uh, Aka R. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows the history of Aka R. No. Nope. Um, so Aka R, it's 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 sort of a portmanteau a little bit. It's a play mm -hmm. on words, also known as another Ralston Halley production because oh, it was Oh, okay. Uh, it, it it's it never came out. It was a prototype Atari arcade game. Um, it was probably going to come out under the title The Sentinel, or mm. um, like Operation okay. Tango or something weird like that. And it's a it, it it went unreleased for years, um, and uh, was never. At one point, they found. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, three or four existing prototype cabinets existed in private collections, uh, but they all refused to dump the ROM, so the game just kind of went. There um, it is, the arcade the just, cabinet that never was. Yeah, so it just sort of disappeared. It's kind of one of those games that, like, um, Polybius was kind of inspired by uh, because it's one of those games that... And, and Jeff Minter made a game called Polybius. Um, uh, okay. I always pronounced it Polybus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so the game went missing. The game just kind of was non-existent. It was in mm -hmm. a few things. Uh, there's controversy around it because all of a sudden the game uh, got uploaded to the internet, uh, and nobody knows how. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the people that owns a cabinet thinks a repairman stole it, dumped it <laughs> wrong while working on the game. Okay. Uh, which which seems <laughs> unlikely because that's not an easy thing to do, especially without damaging the arcade instrument itself. Sure. But um but yeah, so so there's a whole big controversy around the existence of this game's leak. Uh but uh last year Atari themselves officially released Aka R in the 50th anniversary collection. Oh, that's right. It was in it was in that collection. It was it was that's in right. that collection. So you can play the actual Akar in the Atari 50th anniversary collection, and it's the first time it's been uh, officially available. So with that in mind, enter uh, Minter, who everyone knows from Tempest 2000. Uh, what was the Vita one? TKX. Yes. Because yes. that was the one that was like removed from the Vita for like they were like this is too close to Tempest and you don't own it. Um, and some other Polybius and stuff. So this is a Jeff Minter as Hell video game. Um, and it plays relatively similar to Aka R, just not exactly the same. So I need you to rewind just a little bit to when it first yeah. kind of shows gameplay. I'll get to right uh, here. Yeah, I'll just start this sucker yeah, just I'll tell you when to pause. Um, All Because it is impossible to describe how this game plays. Uh, <laughs> any sort of, it's, it's incredibly a favorite word of our show, esoteric. In esoteric. How? Um, this is... <laughs> this is an insane arcade experience that... Uh, okay, stop. Um, so... 
the gameplay, uh, the, the shape that the middle, that sentinel in the middle, that's you. Okay. That is the character you play as. You can only turn. You can't move around this space. Um, you'll see you have a crosshair. You'll see it in mm -hmm. the middle of that red circle there. Yeah. Um, the goal of this game is to defend your base that's underneath you. Yeah. Um, you can uh, you can't see it now, but when you start getting attacked, it's it's a two plane game. There's a second mm. plane underneath where you shrink down and can actually move around and fire like it's an asteroids game. But you don't want to get to that part. You don't want to. It's like if if you have to play that part of the game, uh, you've screwed up, kind of thing. Uh, the goal is to uh, some. It's kind of like missile command. Uh, enemies will come in from all sides. You can see it there too. Um, and you are firing bombs. And when a bomb goes off, it will destroy an enemy. And when the enemy gets destroyed, it will make that enemy. It'll blow up. And it'll keep. It'll make the uh, the explosion will go out. And if it, if another enemy gets in the range of that explosion, it, it it'll blow up. And it's just like missile command. See if you want to blow yeah, up a missile, yeah. um, and so the ideal way to play this game is to fire as few bombs as possible. Hmm. If you play really really well, you can fire one bomb, and it can just kind of chain react. Uh, not and you see there you drop down there. To yes, fire you drop down. Okay, okay. Yeah, and this um, is the little so, crosshairs, right? That's the little. Crosshairs. Yes, those are your crosshairs, mm -hmm. and so um, so and, and when you, the longer your chain goes, the higher your multiplier your multiplier goes. Hmm. Um, and there is a maximum that the multiplier can get to, but um, that's that's the that's the basics of it um you can save your chain by holding down the fire button which shoots bullets that will, can just destroy one but you don't get the explosion effect and you uh um, so that was that explosion effect right that we just saw yes. there okay yes um okay. there you go and, and different stages have different uh explosion effects too uh, it's There's insanity in this. This is absolutely the visual it, style it, is bonkers. The visual style is Jeff Minter as hell. Bad. It's it's bad. not. I I, I, <laughs> I I like I sat there and I, you you just kind of get lost in it because mm -hmm. it, it's it, it's like it's hypnotizing you with its aesthetic, which I think it probably is because it's Jeff Minter and that's kind of just what does it's all aesthetic uh for the most part like tempest 2000 is still one of my favorite like games i love tempest 2000 um tempest is one of my top uh classic arcade games of so all time. good yeah uh, so those those little crescents are your bullets by the way you have a yep. limited amount okay. of those that you gain with it. and the, you see the little blue guy that looks like a virus that's mm -hmm. one of the enemies that comes towards you there are some enemies that can only be defeated with bullets and like when you shoot them they'll explode and it'll start the chain reaction again but the goal of the game it, it looks chaotic uh by watching it and sort of explaining it but once you kind of get into it it's actually mm. pretty chill yeah. um 
this trailer is is, is really moving like like it's supposed to be like a, you know a techno a hype trailer, thing, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't really play that way. It's actually pretty chill when you're sitting there and actually playing it because again, the goal is to fire uh, as few bombs as possible mm-hmm. while creating the biggest chain you can. Um, and it does have lots of accessibility modes. It's got different because, like. Uh, you, because it is so aggressive with some of its techno shit, um, you can sort of turn off the flashing effects and the, some of the lighting effects and stuff too. To sort of, I love the out. visual style of this. This looks so cool. It's so cool. I didn't expect like I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Like when you first start playing it, it's nonsense. It's impossible to comprehend what they're asking you to do mm-hmm. without like going through a tutorial or reading it or something but once you sort of understand the game and like what the point is you're like oh i i was just spamming the bomb button because that's an option you could do but Mm. your score is going to be garbage Mm. um and as an arcade game you don't want to and if you're doing it that way you're also going to have to defend your base below you and everything that's takes away from some of the stuff but it's so like refreshing in a way because it's hmm. it's barely a video game uh <laughs> at times. that's awesome here it's barely a video game i like that but yeah but uh it's i think it's probably minter's most interesting game in a very very i'm gonna show you what the original uh yeah like. show the original arc aka r um you'll see that it's similar it's not this exactly the same, but you'll see the similarities. You could see where he was inspired by the uh, original game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually it, it actually makes less sense than the modern uh, <laughs> <laughs> version of it. And you can quote the, the game never went into production because right. people that tested it said it was too hard. Um, and as you can tell by just looking at this, that is 100% true. It is a very, very difficult game and it's pure chaos. It's not it's nowhere near as chill as um, this modern Akaar. So. Uh, highly recommend this game honestly awesome. i think it's i think it's a really awesome. neat unique arcade experience it feels familiar while being so completely different from anything else i've sort of played so yeah love it i i, I love this game cool what's uh, the last game uh the last game uh mm-hmm. little game that we've talked about before um Half-Life 3 yeah <laughs> Dustin Neon. Um, it, I played it at PAX West, loved it, gave it one of the uh, Staff Choice Awards. Uh, and by Staff Choice at PAX West, it's JJ Choice Awards. It's <laughs> JJ's Choice. Yeah. Um, I'll get the video. It, it was here. At PAX West, it was one of my favorite games that I saw at the show. Um, when you play something like that in such a small chunk, you do have to wonder how good it will play as an overall gaming experience. Um, and I'm happy to say that for the most part, it, it's, it's, it can hold your attention for the length of an actual video game, um, not just these little bite-sized chunks. Uh, it, it suffers in some aspects where there's enough of a story there that kind of leaves you disappointed that it didn't lean into it more. Um, 
it's basically a mad scientist resurrects a dead cowboy and turns him into a robot to fight. Male as old uh, as time. Yeah, to to like. Um, Still remember what happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> and so and like so, he you're destroying uh, robot civilization because he seems to be all pissed off that humanity has sort of been wiped out by robots. Hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> There's no humans in this game outside of this crazy uh, uh, mad scientist man. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's a roguelike. Uh, it's an Go isometric on. twin stick shooter roguelike. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's what if they made a good Borderlands game? Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, it has this sort of like almost aesthetic to uh, Borderlands, where it's this like ne like this neon Western aesthetic with with comedy. Um, but the gameplay cycle is incredibly satisfying um, because you have three weapons: you have your revolver, you have your shotgun, you have your um, rifle. And as you're playing through the levels, you you start off with the bare bones. Um, and then you can go to, uh, there's a weapons dealer if you've got enough money where you can buy upgrades and stuff. And it's a really sort of like pick and choose uh, thing with how you want to play the game. Because every weapon has its own um, advantages and disadvantages to it. Um, and it shows there's a there's a quick compare. Like when you find a chest in a level, um, you can like open it and it's a new handgun and a revolver. And you can push the button and it shows your gun that you have equipped and the gun that you can pick up side by side. Um, and there's things like critical hits, speed, um, number of rounds it holds, and things like that. And I think the number of rounds a gun holds can <laughs> there's a fine line because you have to reload each bullet individually. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, so when you when you run out of ammo, you can see when the gun pops up on screen, each bullet that goes into the chamber is you pushing a button. So the reload um, animation is uh, like that's the reload animation. That is that's the neat. reload animation. It's like it plays like an old light gun game where you have to like fire off the screen and pull oh. the trigger to reload. Except it would be like if you had to pull the trigger for each bu each bullet as a reload. Um, so if so if you have a handgun that has nine bullets in it. Uh, Sometimes in the heat of battle, having to push that button so many times to reload while you're do dodging and rolling hey, and trying. Hey, there's our logo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can be kind of a hindrance. Yeah. Um, but also like your default guns like only have like the shotgun only holds one shell and your revolver only holds two bullets. So like you're getting into a gunfight and you're constantly having to reload. Um, so you want to get, so you, you're trying to find the perfect balance for how you play. Um, and because it's a roguelike and you're gathering all kinds of like 
resources to upgrade yourself and money and stuff. And because it's a roguelike, when you die, you lose everything you've collected. Um, if you haven't like spent it yet or whatever. So um I have yet I haven't felt this sick to my stomach dying in a game <laughs> in such a long time because I was like on a good roll. I had a great loadout going. And you get to a point and I got overwhelmed by a stage I was in and I died and I lost all of my money and um, so there's actual of, weight, which I kind of like, because a lot yeah. of roguelites, you'll just you'll just go until yeah. you die. And you're like, okay, dying is a part of the process. Yeah. Whatever, I'll just kind of do it again. But it, yeah. from your description, it's like yeah. you you die I, in this game, yeah. and it's a gut punch. Even though you're yeah. kind of restarting, it's still a gut punch. It, it, exactly. It's like the That's things that you've upgraded on your robot yourself are like when you've made those upgrades, they're mm -hmm. they're perpetual. They'll go, they'll continue with you into the next thing, but. I you like when you find the loadout that is working perfect with you and you just lose all of your weapons with no way of getting them back. Um it's uh I I actually like sat there and stunned the silence and just turned the game off and walked away. Like I was like <laughs> I was like actively mad at like myself, not like because it's it's at the end of the day, it's like it's not an unfair game. It's not like a Souls game where mm -hmm. it's like it, it, it's trying to be actively unfair to you, or even some of the other like Rogue Legacy or whatever. It's like it, it's a pretty easy game to play. It's it's it, it's not particularly hard. So when you screw up, you screwed up. You made okay. a bad decision. You didn't reload right. You like got you got greedy and tried to go for some other uh, stuff, but. Um, and it has different missions, like, because you're basically a bounty hunter. So you go to, like, this map mm -hmm. board, and you get to choose where you want to go. And some of them have, like, oh, you have to sabotage this room, or you have to destroy the resources for them, or you have to take down these targeted enemies, or you just have to, you know, complete the level. Um, mm -hmm. And when you go through it, you level up, and when you reach a certain level that's when one of the robot bosses becomes available. It's like, well, now you've gotten some notoriety and now you now now the now the robot boss is looking for you. Uh, so then you can go select the robot boss and go into a fight with the boss. Um, and if you lose in the boss fight, you have to go and play another level before it's like, mm -hmm. oh, the boss went and the went on the run. So you gotta like play a level. And then after that level, you can challenge the boss again because they want you to pick up resources and be able to be, be at least a little more. It, it behooves you to maybe play a couple of levels, to maybe sure. grind up your levels a little bit or find the right loadout to deal with that particular boss. Like, because certain guns have certain stats to them or like, so now that you know how that boss works, he has a shield that spins around him or... Mm whatever like oh i need it's it, it benefits me to have a shotgun that's strong with a quick reload speed or something like this so you know uh it really there's some weight to and there's some there's a thought process it's not just getting the most the strongest gun you can get because sometimes mm -hmm. you can find a stronger gun but it's going to limit 
the amount of bullets you get. It's like I, right now I have a six shooter, but this gun is twice as powerful, but it only has two shots or mm-hmm. something. Like you know, it, it puts it puts some weight into your decision. And sometimes if you know, depending on your skill set, it may benefit you to play that way or not or whatever. It's just it's it's a hell of a roguelike and it, 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 it it's just fun to play it, it, I, I, what are you playing I, this on right now i'm playing it on the switch okay. uh the steam does have a well next fest had a demo so i don't know if the demo is still a thing that you can okay. get but um it play but it it plays really well on the uh on the switch um I have a weird problem with the Switch version. Hmm. Uh, I I was trying to play with a normal controller, uh, and I can play with a normal controller. But uh, it, if you're playing in like any mode, even docked mode or whatever, the rumble wasn't coming through the controller, but you could still hear the oh, Joy Cons vibrating. Uh, <laughs> so it was still reading it as desktop mode, no matter what. So hmm. I'm I'm going to hope that uh, now that 1.0 is out <laughs> that um, they fix that. Uh, I haven't I, I haven't been back to it since its official release date. But awesome. But yeah, uh, absolutely fantastic. It's perfect for handheld. I think this is this is one of those things where this is an ideal Steam Deck kind of game and an ideal mm-hmm. Switch type of game. It's 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 not asking a lot from you, and it's really nice. It's really good for short bursts because none of the levels are long; they're a couple of minutes. So, uh, yeah, I, I I I this is a this is on the short list of nice uh, favorite games of the year so far. So yeah, awesome, love it, very good. Okay, thank you, JJ. And now <clears throat> we have uh, six minutes left to discuss the final game of all. <laughs> Now we turn it over to Zach. I hope you guys have uh, you have something ready to to drink or just you know, chew on. No, just kidding. I, have I don't want to talk Coke about this game. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, I had Girl Scout cookies. Were they made for uh, Yeah, I don't want to talk about this game, but I have to. You could have just waited for it to come out on Games Pass. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I, so, I started playing this game last night, so I at least have a I'm vague sorry. understanding of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, okay, so as background, um, Atomic Heart is the game I'm going to be talking about. Uh, but Atomic Heart is a video game that I've been interested in since the first trailer dropped, mm-hmm. like five years ago. It's been one I've yeah. followed, actually. Wow. Um, so... Whenever the opportunity to review it came through, as I picked it up, because it's like, this is the game I've been wanting to play. Um, what's maybe a detriment to me is I do a lot of media blackouts for games I'm interested in because because I see a game, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to play this game. I don't need to see anymore. So I've been on I've been on blackout for this for this game since maybe E3 of last year when um, okay. Xbox showed that last trailer thing with the grandma. And there's a huge tonal shift with the grandma that came out because the game before then was kind of seeming to be like a horror, a survival horror game in like this in a 
Russian facility type of game, kind of like SCP centered mm-hmm. kind yeah. of things. Like, like it let's go like through. It was going to be like a control esque game. Yeah, it's like okay, so here's all these different areas of science that people have studied, and here's what has gone wrong since this thing has happened. That's what it seemed like the game was going to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe more Bioshock than anything else, which is fine. Um, but the game that we got is it's makes sense why they didn't show as much as they should have because a lot of the stuff that they would have shown it would have turned a lot of people off but it's also like it's making me rack my brain thinking like why would microsoft invest so much in this game because they've been pushing it pretty hard um, and it's like whoever is doing the quality control at xbox pick the games to like push and like and like um do any like i guess direction for production for and things they need to do a better job because this game is like it's one of those video games that you that you never hear so like if this game didn't have microsoft behind it it'd be a game that you wouldn't hear about for two or three years but it's mm-hmm. a game that has like a cult following and it's like oh there's a lot of people who like this game let me check it out like oh it's some weird cult title like whatever it's weird like that's what this game is at its heart it's that but it's a game like that that has been given millions of dollars to have a triple a aesthetic with a even lesser like europe european stalker kind of gameplay injected into it and my theory before i even just get into anything else my theory is they had their first trailer they pitched that to a lot of people they got a lot of money and they're like how do we do this and they just kind of started to do things and it just didn't work out but they kept Hmm. it in there okay and they just kept adding things to it and which is saying okay well this isn't good enough let's add something else like okay this is cool but let's add something else and the game is just full of these really amazing ideas there's so there's so much there's so much cool stuff in the game i look at it i'm like wow this is just like really like this is a visually really arresting beautiful video game with such cool design choices in the aesthetics that i'm that i'm like i just wish they executed everything else just as good as they did Hmm. the aesthetic lean of it because it's like the gameplay doesn't reach that point that it needs to. The story doesn't even launch off. It's just it's not it's a non-story. It's like a Call of Duty story, which is crazy. It's just baffling to me that they decided to do something like that. Um, but yeah, I have a power PowerPoint now. All right. um, I'm gonna show you <laughs> show you guys. I mean add is it on it there? there. Yeah, add it. Okay. Here is the title, Atomic Heart. (laughs) So the interesting thing about this game is they have tried so hard to say, you know, we're a studio from all over the world, okay? We're not just Russians. We don't support Russia. Um, But, like, you go to their YouTube channel, they have... (laughs) trailers in english and then the other <laughs> trailers they have are in russian so it's like okay it's all I mean, in cyrillic and just, yeah. <laughs> are you guys gonna you guys gonna you know just just admit it uh at some point and like i get why they're saying that it's a very touchy political 
climate that we're in. They want to make money. They're making a game. They've invested so much heart. Like you can tell there's heart that went behind this game. Like these, these guys care and they don't want the political climate to affect it. And them <laughs> not kind of approaching it head like head first is bad, but it's also like their only choice really. But then also Xbox having press conferences in Russia saying all hail the Russian like proletariat, all these things is like, dude, like you guys, you guys need to like the marketing teams need to work together here or something. Like there's 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 a huge disconnect here. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are worried that the game, uh, like props up the Soviet Union or just Russia in general as this like amazing uh in this amazing thing that should you know rule the world and it it doesn't do that at all it, it any political commentary they have is like it's even less than any um commentary you would get in a call of 2D game it's just really it's really shallow um it's it's shockingly apolitical for a game <laughs> about the falling of a communist wow. nation, you know, um, they don't really commit to anything. Um, and that's just kind of how the game is in general. It's just very like, eh, I could do this. So I'm going to do it. And like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then eh, I'm going to do this. And it's just like, that's just what the game does. And you can tell, I mean, JJ probably knows, knows this. The first, like, like the game starts you on a boat during this like amazing, like day <laughs> like of like carnival, science. A uh, pedal boat. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you're on a carnival pedal boat, and it's like, hey, this is the amazing day in science. Like, we're gonna could be a huge day for like the 2.0 launch of this scientific thing, whatever. And you know, obviously, something goes wrong. So that's that's like the first 45 five minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. This is cool, because the actual like hook is like, okay. The Russians won World War II, and they advanced science so far that they invented a serum that is allowing people to learn anything from just one injection, right? So, like, society is lifted so high above than where we are now. There's no, like, useless people, basically, in society. We're, we're all obsessed with, with science and the arts. It's kind of what this game is. So, like, whenever you – so, like, the aesthetics fit that. Things just are so pretty – People are like so nerdy and smart, whatever. And that's why they create robots to do the labor because everyone's above labor at this point. Everyone's like, I'm a brain surgeon. I can make, you know, fucking cybernetic eyeballs in a second. Like, that's just kind of where we're at as a, as a society, not we, but them. Um, so the guy who's the leader, I think his name is Sechenov. Your the main character P3 calls him wizard for some reason. I don't know. The main character's name is P3, by the way. He doesn't have a real name, P3. Yeah. Anyways. I mean he does. So, <laughs> he does, but it's like yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's like yeah. P3, go do this. And then his gloves, his name's Charles or Charles, because it's Charles with a dash. Yeah. It's dumb. Okay, so <laughs> they're like launching this 2.0 thing. It's like a mega mine. They're gonna connect robots and society as one we're all going to come together there's this mega like monolith and they and some scientists within the group decide you know what no fuck it we're gonna turn it back um 
that's a really good hook for a game. I'm going to go ahead and say that. That's an amazing hook for a game because eventually it's like, hey, like you need to go find the dude who did this because the main character, he's this like secret soldier, super soldier meathead guy. And they're like, hey, he you, you have to. So much, he's, he's the worst. <laughs> so they tell you to go into the bunkers and go find this thing and, and, and go find this guy. And you go in there and it's creepy stuff. It's supposed to be creepy. It's like, oh, there's all these robots around. I have a wrench, basically. I'm like scared. I'm scrounging for I'm scrounging for things. And the game, you think, oh, is this what the game's going to be? Because that's really cool. Because I'm seeing some messed up things. There's these like ballerina robots that you see well we're gonna get to them we but we have the we have the sexy ballerina ladies who you know they move kind of creepy we have these like red ligament kind of like like i don't know how to explain them, like liquid humans that are like in in the game they attach they kill dogs and attach the dog brains to these like limbs to like make liquid and like give it form from human blood. It's a bunch of like like messed up things. You just see it like it's cool. But you're going through the catacombs basically of science of like how far did the Russians push science? Like how far do, did we go to get to where we are now? And there's some messed up things. Amazing setup. And it's like, oh man, this is gonna be some like survival horror game with like somebody I can action lean. It, it'd be so cool. And the game is not that. The game is a full-on like action game with really bad shooting and like quippy Marvel dialogue, and it's just the worst. It's, it's like so sub. bad. It's like sub Marvel. Like, it's it is so bad, bad dude. Because like, I, go ahead, Jamie. I I hate the strafing in this game. Why does it do that? When you're trying, if you're trying to walk left while moving forward, it's like you're walking through mud. It's yeah, there's no run. But, like, yeah. yeah, there's no run button. There's no by run the button. way. You just walk. There's a dash. <laughs> so that's cool. There's like a, a dash. dash button. Yeah. But it's, it's on like, a cool. But it's on a cooldown, which is like okay. It's a weird, it's got like weird semi Metroidvania element elements to it, which suck too. Yeah, it oh. has puzzles that are made for five year olds. It has, yeah. I like, I like that the locks are at least kind of like there's like different types of locks, but they're all the same design. But all of the like things are stupid. There's the one where he's like, you're just like, it's just Simon or whatever, where it's just like he's oh, yeah. snapping while you're... <laughs> yeah, there's like one where like, like, so there's like, you go to like, pick a lock, and it's like, this and these tubes pop out and like a circle goes around and you're like, <laughs> snapping your finger when the light passes by the tube. It's like, dude, this is like, just, just unlocking. You have a little like, your glove, Charles, is a super scientist just let him unlock the door bro like like i don't know what you're doing but there is a point in the game where i 100 believed that the devs were in on the joke i was like oh okay so this game wasn't the survival horror game i thought it was going to be it's a schlocky b tier like let's make fun of people who are like too patriotic for their country too just like in in deep for their country or just like patriotic in general because like p3 the main character he doesn't ever question 
anything thrown at him by the a smart super scientist Soviet glove, by the way. He's just yeah. like, okay. Like he just he just does it. And it's like, oh, okay, so this game is actually smart. I went full, I went one one eighty on it. I was like, okay, this game's smart. Like they know, because there's there's a part where you're listening to the radio. It's so it's actually really funny. It made me it made me laugh. So P three walks by a radio and he goes, "Hey Charles, what is this?" And Charles goes, "Oh, that's just music that we've made by using quantum computing to." predict AI like um, temperaments of the future so we can have constant flow of music. So anytime you turn on the radio, it's going to be a song you've never heard, blah, blah, blah. It keeps going on, all these scientific things. And then the main character, P3, goes, Charles, do you know who you're talking to? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. It's just music. And then and then P3 goes, oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Oh, my God. Like, yes. And then... They just flip on it. They don't even, they just like, okay, you know what? Now P3 is a hard ass military dude. He's ready to fuck stuff up. He's going to go crazy. He's the coolest guy in the room. They flip the switch constantly. It's like, I just like, like commit to something. Um, Cause they really want you to think he is so cool. And he says he has a catchphrase. Oh my god. His catchphrase is crispy critters. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Something happens, he goes, crispy critters. Oh my gosh, let's go. It's like, is this cool? Like, I don't know. And the game never ever does anything to progress the characters, the story. You know immediately from the get-go where the story is going. What's going to happen? There's like these amazing aesthetic looking like characters, like the robot ballerina twins are aesthetically really interesting just from like a design stand standpoint. And, you know, like let's make these Android killers who are designed after the most fit physical specimen in Russia. And like, let's make them killer robots. that can like fly in the air and turn into liquid. Like all these things. That's cool. You don't learn anything about them. They're just enemies that you kill at the very end of the game. So it's like, <laughs> what's the point? Like, there's there's nothing in between point A and point B to like to like make you like want to do anything. And even so, like I would say, if the game stuck to its like cavern dwelling, like let's go through these messed up Soviet experiments and see yeah. creepy things, it would be decent it would be a decent game like i think because i legitimately enjoyed walking around doing the puzzles the puzzles are pretty good like not the puzzles that you do on like the walls or like no. for the doors but like the environmental like half-life-esque puzzles are actually decent yeah. like they're fun you get to explore big areas I, that look gorgeous i like and the, i like the swimming goop <laughs> the swimming goop yeah so the, there's just like clear polymer stuff that that the russian has used kind of as their like main thing it's like very clear and it's and it's like can transport water all these things but you can jump in it because it's actually like solid and you just kind of like swim through and it's a really interesting thing like it's like it's it's cool to swim through it it's cool to use it to like get around a boss, get around an enemy, yeah. go like scale up something. It's just like a really cool and visually striking thing. The game is visually like 
I just like can't say enough. It's visually, it is so interesting. There's so much stuff. I'm like, I want to know more about this. Like a better development team would have been able to pull off a lot of things with this toolbox. Like, like the team just wasn't proficient enough. Um, Cause it's just like, there's just such, there's such cool stuff. Like um, you go to like, so there's this, there's a boss called, I can't even pronounce it. Um, but it's that thing I was talking about before that, biometric like limbs or like blood and like a dog head like it's stalking you through like a whole thing and it's just really creepy looking and one time you find it sitting with a doll and you're like oh okay like that's creepy um and it just just never like actually commits or like lands anything and it's just so disappointing because it has this like really concentrated like amazing aesthetic and semi-decent like flow the guns feel okay um haven't even talked about the robot that rapes you but there's a robot that rapes you um she just comes out of nowhere yeah it just happens abruptly and then it's a constant theme throughout the rest of the game yeah okay so because because this game's a survival horror game at first and you're like, oh, how do I save? Oh, a save room. Oh, my God, that's so cool. I love this. Walk into a save room. You see this, like, fridge. You're like, oh, okay, what's this? And you talk to it, and it's a sexy woman fridge. And she just starts saying, like, basically raping you. Um, yeah. And she's there through the whole game. And they think it's the funniest thing ever. But, um. Yeah, here's the elephants in the room. And then here's my score. Hold on. I'm just going to show this so we can show a trailer. We'll probably keep uh, t- talking. But my score is an 8. It hurts a whole lot. Um, and also, if you can tell, look, that's my face when I see these 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 guys. I actually like these guys a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, okay, so, Dolly, we can switch off, go to a trailer. I'm going to keep, keep talking. because I just game, can't believe that you gave, gave it an 8 out of 10. Hey, no, eight out of ten no, hurts it just, a whole lot. Yeah, it's an eight on the pain scale. <laughs> yeah, so take you, it. you're in these catacombs, right? You're like, okay, this is really cool. I hope they do something. And then eventually it gets like the story in there kind of crescendos. Look at this stuff. It's so cool. Oh, my God. So it just like kind of crescendos. And you're like, okay, what's next? It's like, hey, bro, we got an open world now. You're like, what? So then, then you're just like walking around because you can't run, or it's like blah, 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 walking around, um, the driving your car. Are so good in this game, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, and like even this is so cool. Like the way you get up into these like Russian areas, like like these like floating islands, is you get into a car and then a robot comes and straps you to itself and then the robot carries carries you like it's just cool like oh my god but then it's like mm, now you know what but yeah so it's like an open world and you're like driving a car around if you crash the car into like one thing you blow up and it's it's just like you can't kill the enemies okay this is stupid so you can't kill the enemies in the open world right you kill them and then like a repair bot comes out and repairs them and they have the survival horror enemy like damage sponge 
thing. So it's like, okay, so now I got to kill these dudes maybe and then get their stuff and then craft some more and then craft some more bullets and hopefully I can kill them. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not cohesive. It feels like, like I was saying before, they got a bunch of money and we're like, hmm, you know what would be cool? Open world. So they add open world. There's like three areas that are open world that you use to go to the next places. And yeah, it's just enemies are bullet sponges. Although like eventually you'll get you'll get an, you'll get the weapons. Well, the game doesn't give you weapons, which is kind of weird. You have to craft them. So it's like you could potentially go through the game with just one weapon if you're a dummy. Yeah. Uh, but you get this gun that like shoots electricity that shoots off the polymer off of robots, which is really cool because you can see the damage on their bodies. And then if you shoot or use your melee attack in that weakened spot, they'll just like fall apart. Super cool. Um, but that's just the end of it. Like that's, that's the combat. That's it. Uh, and yeah, it just, it, has so many amazing interesting ideas and just doesn't execute it's like they had too much too much inspiration there's just like you know said let's do everything half as good as we could um it just doesn't line up for the amount of time they had to make on this game the amount of money that they had the backing by sure their government to make it um it feels yeah, like it has a lot of. You mentioned the cohesion aspect, and it's like it's a lot of bullet points, and they they just put they just keep adding more bullet points to the game, but none of it seems to you know, fit together. Yeah, which is kind it's of like, disheartening because yeah, like like you're saying, there's parts of it. I'm just watching the video. I haven't haven't downloaded it yet to Gamecast, but it, there's parts of it that look pretty freaking awesome. It's like, wow, what's going on here? I don't know. Let's check it out. But it's almost <laughs> it's weirdly like watching an art house film um but a bunch of art house films together that don't really have (laughs) (laughs) that don't really have a lot of stuff like sci-fi art house films together yeah it yeah it's it's such a bummer man i do like the uh scavenging thing where it's just telepathic you could just walk into a room and hold the button just hold down the f button okay I'll take yeah. it. That's good. Yeah. And your, your boy I mean, listen, Charles will suck it up. Listen, you it's weird because like some you know, people that have played open world games, like, oh finally, that sounds like it reduces a lot of the tedium. Sure. Except that you're just <laughs> walking around constantly holding F all the time. <laughs> and there's it it removes all the feeling of actual interaction mm-hmm. with the environment because it's just I'm not I'm not doing a thing anymore i'm just it, it i press yeah. the button and then the things come out like i don't know it should be cool but it it just falls flat i also absolutely love the like explanation as to why you can hold infinite items in your backpack because it basically the russian scientists devi- designed a bag of holding like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it shrinks it down to the molecular level and you could just still keep storing it in there no big deal it- and then also there's at one point they have this thing where you can hear the voices of the dead people in like the labs that you're walking through. Yeah. And they don't ever like 
do anything else with that. It's just like you can hear like they, two guys' voices, and that's it. It's like okay, yeah, they don't like, <laughs> give you, they don't give you hints. It doesn't like it's not even lore. It's just dead guy talking. Yeah, he's like he's like man, I was trying to lift up this box and it fell over on me. And can you help me? It's like you're dead. Like I I can't. You're dead. Like cool. Thanks. Like. And then it doesn't do anything else with that ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. I don't know. It's. I could have been like I. I. I flip flopped so much with how I felt. Felt about this game, because like I. It's a game that I think I would have enjoyed if I wasn't excited about it. Like if I just randomly found this game, I'd be like, "Oh, this game's cool." Uh, it's weird, but it's, but it's cool. But it's like the fact that I was excited about it, I feel like that maybe hindered me. But I don't know if that's like me trying to make excuses. Like, cause like I just don't is... think it's I just don't think it's weird enough. Like, if it really leaned into some of the stuff harder, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Because like like I was saying before, with P3, the main character, it's like they they make him a goofball, and then he's then he's like then he's either perma on like that like mm -hmm. like third option in a bioware game where you're mean but you didn't mean to be mean he's perma yeah. on that and then he's like he's just mean to everyone and then he's it's... like also just really stupid but then sometimes he has moments where he's just like oh man i'm tired and charles is like why are you why are you tired he's like i just want to walk through a door and there not be a fight and like that's funny it's like yeah. I just I just want more of more of that. He's constantly complaining about the gameplay mechanics. Like, <laughs> like he's there's cool. that one point where he's like, "I'm really sick and tired of shoving these balls into these tubes. Uh, <laughs> why, why the hell are you eggheads constantly doing this? Can I just open a door, please?" <laughs> yeah, and it's like the game has that stuff in there, but it never does anything with it. It's like, it's, let's just go the easiest route with like what we it, could do. If a more competent team worked on it, this could have been like blood dragon. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. what if, what if it was like the eighties Russian propaganda, the reverse red dawn kind of thing or something, but uh, yeah, it just not, it's not, <laughs> It's not consistently funny. It's not. <laughs> yeah, and then the and dude, the endings of this game are literally like there's two of them, and they're the most non-endings ever. And one of them is a sequel bait ending. So it's like, <laughs> I, uh, okay. I, good luck, buddy. <laughs> Atomic hearts. <laughs> love it yeah it's i will i've told everyone i've talked to about this game like if you have game pass check it out like it yeah. it could it could it could vibe with you like and that's fine like but i don't know it's that was my first question i was going to ask you was does p3 ever get better but it definitely no he's the same <laughs> Um, cause even towards the, cause like towards the end, like you're about to like meet your boss and he's like, he's still like, sure, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's like, bro, like, what are you like? You just got screwed over so many times by this glove that you just haven't doubted once. And he's, he's 
working for the government that just betrayed itself. Like, what are you doing, man? And he, <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. All the bosses are the same. It, yeah, it's a wild game. It's a, it, I don't know. It, it's one of the hardest games I've had to review because hmm. it's just like, dude, like, because there's stuff in there that I like. There's stuff in there that I hate. There's stuff in there that I just am ethically opposed to. You know, sure. Uh, It's like it's like I run the game. It's it's crazy. It's the most confusing game I think I've ever played because it does (laughs) a lot well, does a lot horribly wrong, does a lot just like, eh. It's it's weird. Um, it's but. Also, it's a disappointing game because it, you know it could have done a lot more and it could have been a lot better, um, and that and that's what I thought Xbox was helping them with. But we've learned in the past couple of years Xbox isn't good with that stuff. So, <laughs> and the game's available know. on other platforms besides Xbox. So, yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking about them because they sure. did the big push. They're yep. they been they did oh, the I event and. They did the big push. They they did the event in Russia. Advertising was one hundred percent Xbox backed. Like yeah, yeah. So I figured they helped fund some of it, and they and I just assumed that it would help. But they also had ten cent money, and they also had Russian government money. Uh, So who knows? Who knows what happens? China and Russia backed this game. I saw Tencent put in like 18 million. So I wonder where all that money went because it doesn't show. Uh, yeah, I was doing some I was doing some research. But yeah, I this game just as another aside, it made me do a lot of Googling because I was like, this is weird. Is there something in Russian culture that I'm not understanding with like wanting to have Boston sex with translation robots. kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, mm. like does, is Russia just obsessed with wanting to have sex with robots? Is this is, if this is what's in there, like it make cool. Like that's a cultural thing. I don't get, but I couldn't find anything. So it's just the writer who's just like, you know what? I like robots a lot. Cool. Um, yeah. Atomic heart. Mm. <laughs> it's a game. <laughs> It's the yeah, it's there. All right. Atomic Heart. Atomic Heartache. Um well hey, it's we're we're coming in on two hours right now. It is eleven. Release release me. Yeah, we're releasing I'm releasing all of y'all. Uh hopefully I as you guys were all talking, as we were all talking about games and stuff, I just kept hearing my neighbors scraping ice off of their cars it's kind of nasty out there so it's gonna be fun look at it. all of us yawnies made me yawn yeah yeah shut up it's fine yeah it's eight, eight o'clock o'clock. I don't, it's well past my it's eight time. o'clock for you um <laughs> well uh on that note thank you for joining us tonight gents uh it's always fun i am as i noted in our kind of secret discord room um it's awesome that we get to talk about games and review games. And it's, it's awesome that people reach out to us from indies and PR from other companies and devs and, and just other aspects of the gaming industry actually looks to side questing for our, 
uh, our valuable input. And I think that is always, that's always really cool. Man, Atomic um, Heart should have got, got me for some valuable input before they released that game. <laughs> you can get help. into, you can definitely get into some uh I'm going to start a, uh, oh, I, I don't know why, that just reminded me that I need to start a campaign to get me working at the Blumhouse the games. There you go. Yeah, yeah. just announced it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so we'll let you all go you can find us sidequesting.com sidequesting tv on youtube and twitch in the sidequesting discord pax east is coming up definitely check out our panel like there a month away like... a month away it's it's quick <laughs> and uh i was gonna work on our award i'm not telling anybody what it is only the folks in here know um but uh i'll i've been kind of just playing around with a couple ideas i've been sketching so i might uh our secret little section. I'll let you guys uh, see some of the stuff this weekend and then we can make a direction. Um, and uh, yeah, our panels out there. It's awesome. And uh, maybe we'll do a fun. So you're going to PAX uh, stream coming up here. that will be a lot of fun. And definitely check out our party list, which is the ultimate premier party list for PAX East. P-P-P-P-P. And uh, that's it. You can find us individually. At Taylor Bliss, at OK Quest, at Dolly Domofsky, uh on his phone, uh, at D <laughs> underscore double underscore J. <laughs> Get them digits if you want to talk. At, yeah, yeah, you may need to much. restart your whole home system there, JJ. But we'll see you all on the next episode of The Side.